Hello, I'm Charles Sagan over the phone, and you are listening to Tokyo Munchies Podcast. Very entertaining show with very good products. Enjoy your munchies. Yeah, and hey guys, welcome back to another Tokyo Munchies podcast, and we're actually on time and on date this podcast. So it is Wednesday, and we're going to go straight into the good stuff, and then on the normal stuff, and then we'll get into the good stuff. So let's kick it off. Tokyo weather today, it's Wednesday, it is 12.36pm, uh, it's clear outside, <clears throat> pardon me. It's actually a beautiful day today. It's really, really nice and sunny out there. It's a little bit cloudy, just a couple of cumulus nimbus floating around, but really, really nice. So time to go outside for a skate after this. So the temperature is a lovely 23 degrees Celsius for you guys over there in the land of the US of A. That'd be 23 Fahrenheit. I mean, sorry, 73 Fahrenheit. Hang on, sorry about that. Yeah, so 73 Fahrenheit for the US and the uh, rest of the world, 23 Celsius. Uh, precipitation is looking at a nice 10%. Uh, I can't see that. But actually, oh, it's predicted tomorrow to be raining. Let's have a quick look at that. Oh, yeah, tomorrow is 70% rain. Lovely. Because tomorrow I'm working. Today I have a day off. Back to Wednesday. Uh, humidity, 50%. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's a bit. Yeah, it's around 50 and wind is 4, mile, 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 4 meters per second, or 4 ms, whatever that stands for. I think it's meters per second. Oh no, hang on. My computer just went for that. Hey, your Windows 7 is outdated. You should update the Windows 10 pop-up screen. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stay with Windows 7 till eternity and beyond. Anyway, so that's the Tokyo weather. It is beautiful. If you have the chance to come to Japan, this is a beautiful time of the year to come. Um, it's just finished the rainy season, it's just finished summer, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, the skies are beautiful and clear, it's really, really nice, you'd love it, love it. And also you have the advantage of going into Halloween soon as well, which is even more fun. So that's the Tokyo weather, let's go into the Japan news. And here we go, the japannews.com, let me see what you have should be interesting so number one number two and number three let's start from the top number one be attentive in choosing the right words when using japanese language words are indispensable for conveying feelings and requirements to others let's go again with that words are indispensable for conveying feelings and requirements to others linguistic activities also affect how personality is formed it is important to acquire the habit of using words properly on a daily basis. The Cultural Affairs Agency has announced the results of its fiscal... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's really exciting news there. So be attentive to choosing the right words in Japan, in Japanese. To give you a quick example of that, it's not really serious. Um, if uh, Japanese, a Japanese girl would say, Ah, so goi kawaii da yo. So let's say like dayo at the end of the sentence, which means it isn't it, or along the lines of that. Um, a boy will say desho, a girl will say dayo. Um, it's sort of intermixed. Boys will sometimes say dayo if they want to sound kawaii, sound cute. Girls will probably say sometimes desho if they want to sound a little bit more assertive. Um, I'm not an expert on this field, but this is I've been living here for 11 years and this is what I hear, so I'm just giving you what I hear. 
I think traditionally too, watashi, like um, casual is spoken Japanese. Girls would generally say watashi no or watashi wa. Um, boys will say boku wa, like it's more masculine. So this number one news article is just saying be attentive to choosing the right words in Japanese language. I'm pretty sure that's um, standard across the board for any language. Anyway, so news number two. Carefully determine changing demand for real estate as land prices fall. Hey, that English is a bit weird. Anyway, uh, land prices, which have been on an upward trend, have begun to fall due to the spread of the elephant in the room. The government and the related industries need to closely watch developments in real estate demand. The national average of land prices for all categories of use has, of July the 1st this year, dropped. So yeah, good time to go buy some land in Japan. My friend and head coach, Philip, he bought a lovely beach house in Onjuku um, for pennies in the dollar, really. So pretty much he just paid for the land. The house is a little bit of how's your father, and it was a doer And he pretty much stripped it to the skeleton and rebuilt it. And yeah, but yeah, land prices are dropping, land prices are dropping. So come over here and buy some property. That's what I'll be doing in the next year or two. It depends if I ever get enough work again. And news number three. Economic shift. Charismatic sales will turn social media photos into sales. Like, really? Come on. This news is a little bit bakarashi today. A little bit ridiculous. Bakarashi. We'll use that for the Japanese word of the day. Bakarashi. Baka is like the root word for idiot. Baka. Bakarashi. When you put those two together, it's ridiculous. Economic shift, charismatic salespeople turn social media photos into sales. Like, really? Come on. If you got Brad Pitt standing there for a bottle of tequila, he's pretty charismatic. People want to go to buy that bottle of tequila. If that's special on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and everywhere else. But anyway, the article. The following is the third installment of a series looking at the tactics apparel firms are using to survive. A host of clothing stores ranging from the posh brands of secondhand clothes are clustered around Cat Street in the shopping district of Shibuya. Tokyo, where Genesis scrapbook has forced to, and that is the end of the article. Because right now, my doorbell is getting rang. Just in the middle of doing a podcast, let me just answer this. I'm gonna get this guy. I'll get him on the podcast as well. Hang on a sec. We'll put this guy live. Hey, g'day, mate. How you going? Oh, yep. Hi, that's the one. Ruby, do you want to see my ID? Thank you. That's nothing. That's okay, good moment, sir. Oh, well, that actually worked out pretty good. Um, that was my new, my new Sony Bank wallet. Uh, uh, debit card. So I had to sign for that with my ID. And you guys got to hear some natural Japanese of me chatting to the postman. He was a nice guy. Um, anyway, <laughs> so uh, that's Japan news number one, number two, and number three. I'm going to go to a commercial break right now and come back and we'll talk about some Japanese candy because that's what you're here for. We'll be back after this short break. Hello, dears. My, my, my husband used to always ask me, how is your taint so fresh and so sparkly and clean? Well, the secret is I use Big Rig Meek Hot Wax daily. A daily application of it upon my taint 
makes it fresh as a daisy and it tastes lovely. All the boys down the road always compliment me on the freshness and the cleanliness of my taint. I'm, I'm a British grandmother, I'm 94 years old and I'm not really sure what you Americans mean by taint but I'm assuming it's the place between my a-hole and my prison wallet as you so subtly put it. But yes, I'm a firm believer in the big rig mig hot wax and I will use it every day. Regardless of how clean my taint is, it's never clean enough without a good thorough scrubbing and a solid application of Big Rig Mick Hot Ones. Thank you Big Rig Mick. I don't know who you are, I'm assuming you're a nice Mexican gentleman and kisses from Granny in London. I love you. I'll see you next time when I reorder. Thank you dears and enjoy a cup of tea and a special plate of spotted dick. Have a great afternoon. Sissy, make me a sandwich! Will you marry me? Alrighty then, and we're back from that, guys. Um, it's great to hear that old commercial again. I love it. I know you love it too. We love it. We all love it. Anyway, guys, we're getting into the meat of the podcast here today. What we're here to talk about is the Japanese candy. So the snacks are back. The snacks are back. So last podcast, we talked about the Halloween snack packs we were going to make, but can't make, but oh well. So we might as well talk about some more Japanese candy. So we talked about the Kit Kats last week. And yeah, man, like the Kit Kats, they make the caramel pudding flavor for Halloween, which is, oh my God, it's so good. And they have all these other flavors too. I think there's over 350 Kit Kat flavors to date in Japan. Like, I'm not sure if that's the current rate available right now, but over the period of Kit Kat being here in Japan, there's over 350 different flavors. It's amazing. So, like I said earlier, the caramel flavor pudding for Halloween. Oh man, that's gonna be awesome. I really, really wanted to get my hands. I got my hands on it and I ate it. That's why I know it's awesome, but I really wanted to share it with you awesome people around the world, but unfortunately we still can't ship. So, eh, we'll live vicariously through what I can share with you about what some companies are releasing for Halloween this year. So we have one of the random ones. So you probably heard of the Thai before, the Taiyaki. It's a, Thai is a type of fish and what, Japanese name, name for it, obviously. So you have the taiyaki. So taiyaki is like a fish-shaped mochi wafer filled with chocolate bean paste. So there's this one from Meito called the Puka Puka Thai. And it's pretty cool for Halloween because I don't know, like I've never been to the States and we don't really do Halloween much in Australia, but I'm guessing you go to someone's house all dressed up in the bing bong and you trickle treat and they dump uh, Mars bars or Hershey's or chocolates or milky milkos or redskins or, and sorry about that um, That's a name for an Aussie candy. You just dump a heap of candy into your basket and on your way But the the Thai the takoyaki the Thai fish thing is so random man if I wish I could sell these to you guys right now 
because it's just so cool. Kids come to your house, bing bong, and you go, hey, nice costume here, have a tayak here, have this. And you give them a wafer filled fish with chocolate bean sauce. It's pretty cool. It's from Meto, as I mentioned. It's called the Puku Puku Tai. And it's been around in Japan for a long, long time. It's a traditional snack food. And normally it's filled with a red bean paste, though, but for generally, if you're buying them in a shop, it'd be filled with like, you can get variations like filled with custard, strawberry cream, or chocolate. And the taiyaki has been around for a long time, as I mentioned. It's one of those Japanese street foods, so if you're at a festival, like a summer festival or a spring festival or something, you're walking down the food aisles and there's guys selling karaage bowl or they're selling uh, takoyaki or they're selling uh, soba or they're selling choco banana and then there's people selling the taiyaki as well and they're making it in front of you which is so cool. They've had this grill all fish shaped and they fill it full of this like uh, wafer batter. <clears throat> Put in the red bean paste and then they put some more wafer batter on it, close the little grill thing, let it cook like a waffle iron for a couple of seconds, open it up, pull it out and you get a steaming hot takoyaki full of red bean paste. It's really yummy. So the puku puku tai is one of the cool Japanese snacks for Halloween. Um, we'll skip that one, we'll go down to the, oh yeah, one of my favourites, Hello Kitty from Sanrio, Halloween cookies. So Hello Kitty and San Reno are pretty much hand-in-hand company. So they've got the San Reno Halloween cookies and again, it's another awesome Japanese snack. The, this year they've teamed up with Pom Pom Purin. <laughs> Sorry about this, killing the pronunciation. Pom Pom Purin. Um, this character is based on a golden retriever and the idea is like the yellow color of the golden retriever and the pom pom pudin he's wearing a little brown beret and it's inspired by the uh the japanese custard pudding so like the custard pudding it's yellow golden color with the chocolatey color on top so that's the whole idea of that pom pom pudin character he's teamed up with the hello kitty for the sanrio themed cookies and They've gone all out. The packaging looks fantastic. Each package has a, like a little game on it you can play. There's a little maze or a little like spot the difference game on it. And it's just a really cool, nice little Halloween snack. Um, there is so much more. There's oodles and oodles. There's a hal- there's a koala no machi Halloween little koala cookies, and they've gone into the minute detail of making the little koalas look Halloweenish. Ah, oh, there's candy, there's just non-stop, there's Halloween Pocky, there's Halloween Topo, there's Halloween Chips, there's Halloween Tabernacles, there's everything. But anyway, that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today for the Japanese candy. There's not much really more I want to talk about because we can't really do much shipping-wise, and I don't want to get you all excited about Japanese Halloween candy and not be able to send you any. So... We'll take one more quick break, come back with some shout-outs and stuff, and then wrap this podcast up. So have a great one, and I'll see you after this short break. What's better than a goat? A moon goat. Moon goats are magical creatures which appear with the moon. If you see a moon goat, make sure you say hello. Have a great day. And drop by tokyomunchies.tiktail.com and get yourself some Japanese candy. Yeehaw! 
Ah, uh, yes, the moon goat, our favorite. <clears throat> and it's actually um, a little bit relevant to what's going to happen. But apparently, we have a lot of interesting full moons this month coming up. We've got a blue moon, harvest moon, we've got a, mo a full moon on Halloween night. So, be wary of the moon goat. If you see the moon goat, say hello and how are you? Have a nice day. So, we're going to wrap up this podcast with a couple of shout outs to our good friends. One new thing for you guys. One of my friends, James Holder, James, or Jimmy Holder, he set up a new Learn Japanese uh, website, YouTube channel, Facebook page, all of the good social networking sites, and he has some really, really funny and entertaining ways to help you learn Japanese. I've been here for 11 years, as I've mentioned a few times in podcasts, and I've my Japanese level like hit this ceiling where I couldn't get any further and it was frustrating because I, I want to communicate more but I can't. Um, Japanese is a little bit overwhelming when you're looking at it from a learner's side of view, point of view, sorry. Because <clears throat> you've got the spoken language and the spoken language is in maybe like three different styles. There's like casual with your friends, there's a little bit higher level than that, talking to like your co-workers and stuff and then you're your kegel you're like your masu form talking to your bosses and people above you and then you have your writing styles there's three writing styles actually four if you include fruity gunner so your four your four writing styles your katakana for foreign words your hiragana for japanese words hiragana was originally designed for ladies to use but is it has been adopted for lots of japanese words and whatever then your kanji Kanji is a really tricky one, which is derived from Chinese caricatures. And then you have your Furigana. Furigana is not really that hard. If you know Katakana and Hiragana, Furigana is just the Katakana and Hiragana um, way to say the Kanji. And when you're looking at some writing in Japan, you'll see like a, a Japanese Kanji, and above it, it'll have Furigana which will be really small, but it'll be written in hiragana or katakana, which is how you pronounce that kanji. So, that being said, my friend James Holder, he started up this new online service to help you learn Japanese called Japanesey, which is a great name. Um, James is half Japanese, half Kiwi. So he's half Japanese, half New Zealander. He's a bit of a beast. He's a rugby player. <clears throat> so he's built like a brick uh, house, as we say in all. So he's a big lad. And he's Japanese Kiwi, so he's a half Japanese, but he's a good-looking lad, and he's really funny. His videos are really, really entertaining. They're good to watch. Um, one just recently he did was Us Up. Pardon my French there. But um, the video, the whole premise was teaching you the word for Asa, which is morning. And it involves uh, military-style scenario with someone getting kicked in the ass and telling them to get their ass up because you get your ass up in the morning, so it's ass up, morning. But one of my favorite videos he did was a chew doctor. I'm not going to give away any more stuff on that. You have to go check out his channel, his YouTube channel. So please go check it out. Like it, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, um, join his campaign. You'll learn Japanese a really, really fun, fast, friendly, fierce way with James. He's a good, he's good value. He's a good bloke. Um, next up, guys, Event Hakuba. I've been working with these guys for a few, for about probably two years now. I think going on two years. 
Now, Vents Hakuba is a company based in Hakuba, obviously, and what they specialize is in they specialize in showing all the events and all the rad stuff that happens all throughout the year in Hakuba. Hakuba in Japan is famous for the snowboarding and skiing scene because Hakuba is the place you want to go if you want really nice powder close to Tokyo. I've been to a few areas close to Tokyo for snowboarding and they say, oh yeah, we've got some good snow and like, yeah, that's good snow compared to Australia because Australia good snow is like someone put a snowball in the fridge for 30 seconds and threw it at you and it's wet. But um, Hakuba actually has decent powder snow. It's really, really nice. Not Probably not as good as Hokkaido, but up there with like one of the best powder snows. It's only like an hour, two hours on the Shinkansen, on the bullet train from Tokyo. And there's awesome powder snow, and there's so many different courses there. There's Cortina, Tsugaike, Hapoen. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. So go check out eventshakuba.com. I'm a brand ambassador for their products, so I help promote Events Hakuba. They Not only do they share with you what's happening in Hakuba around the year, and then they get fully stoked in the winter season when it really goes off, but they have some rad proddy too. They've got beanies, hats, stickers, shirts, uh, hoodies, iPhone cases, smartphone cases, everything. So go check out Events Hakuba. I'll leave the link in the description, the podcast description above. Um, another thing, just shout out too to my good friend Mark Mullane over in Scotland at 3030tennis.com. Not only do I push sugar, not only am I a Japanese candy pusher, not only am I pushing events like Kuba and I'm a mad, rad snowboarder, if I do say to myself, plus a skateboarder, but I'm an avid tennis player and a tennis coach, and that's my main job here in Tokyo, I'm a tennis coach. I met Mark, and Mark is promoting this new scoring system for tennis, it's called 30-30. Um, the premise is that everybody starts off at 30-30, and then there's a different base scoring system, which is faster, more fun, and there's a quicker turnaround, so you can get your games in and get gone quicker than your standard tennis format. So go check out tennis. Sorry, go check out 3030tennis.com too if you're a tennis player or tennis coach and you want something new to juice up your lessons or just juice up your standard social tennis matches. And last but not least, Ten Sucker Sports, my little baby, my little sportswear company that I'm still grinding to grow. Um, I'm getting there, guys. I'm getting there. I'm not giving up on it. I'm giving it a ding dong go. So. Ten Sucker Sports, the whole lot, my idea, the company ethos is we want to promote a healthy lifestyle in sports, but we also want to make it cool and fun and exciting and just cool, actually, to cut to the chase. So go check out my little baby Ten Sucker Sports and grab yourself a shirt, sports tech shirt or a hat or a hoodie or some golf balls or some tennis balls and help support me support you having a better, healthier lifestyle. Take your game higher with 10 Sucker Sports. Anyway, without with all that being said, and excuse me for the scandalous, shameless plugs, this is Carl from Tokyo Munchies signing off. If you've got the munchies, then we've got the munchies. Tokyo Munchies, go get some!